Hi, and welcome to this episode of the RPG Show. My name is Brent, I'm your host, and with me today, I have Kevin, can't see past these trees. Kajowski, what's happening, brother? Or the treasure chest, can't get to it. I'm good. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, terrible, terrible, terrible. So, it's a bonus episode, guys. Um, we are going to be talking about Octopath Traveler, because uh, I've beat it. Kudra's beat it, and there's no chance in hell that Nick's beating it sometime in the next six two months to a year, so we figured, bonus episode, come on and do a little um, extra review for Octopath Traveler. Also, Nick can't figure out how to dock his uh, Switch. No, he's got uh, some issue <laughs> with it. Um, mine did it for a minute, too, where like I docked it, and it wouldn't put the image on the tv for some reason and i took it out and i put it back in and i was, I was like I, I couldn't figure it out so eventually like i think i just like unplugged everything and just blew real hard in that casing part of the dock where all the the cords hooked up because it had all been unhooked and sitting unhooked like in the uh entertainment stand because i wasn't using it and so i just blew in it real hard and it turned on so old school nintendo that's basically I was like you know what you know if one thing always fixes a Nintendo product it's blowing it real hard <laughs> yeah so uh, I, I like how uh, I like how the switch where if it's docked and I turn like hit the button on the controller I have the pro controller it yeah. automatic it automatically uh, bring, turns it on the TV yeah yeah no I mean that that'd be nice because I got the joy cons and the little bullshit holder and uh yeah, fuck that. Thing. Doesn't do it. No, it's the worst. Like I only did it. I only docked and played it that way when I was still wanted to play and the switch was dying because the the uh, protrusion on the charger sticks out so far that I couldn't like. It always just felt like it was in my way if I was charging it while I was playing. Like if I had it hooked up while I was playing it, so I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to dock this bitch to keep playing it." And I did, and it was fine. Like it wasn't the end of the world, um, but. Hey, what are you gonna do, right? Tell you what, that uh, that Pro controller is nice, but it is like eighty bucks. I think I saw it for like sixty somewhere, but uh, it's sixty more dollars yeah. than I have to spend on a Switch controller, so I didn't get it. Yeah, obviously I played mine docked, but uh, I hate hand handheld mode. I, that's why I played most of mine was handheld mode. Um. I don't know. Like, I think the Switch works great handheld. It's just short battery life. And, uh, you know, you don't have the, you, you don't have like 30 people vying for the, the big TV. So, you know, you can right. just play your shit whenever. I gotta, you know, let my wife and kid have it sometimes. Yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that I'd rather play it on the big screen. Yeah, um, it is what it is. So. But we're uh, Octopath Traveler, so if you're new here, what we typically do is we break this Jimmy Jang down into a few categories. We get gameplay, story, visuals, music, overall experience, and replayability. We give them each scores, one through five. We do allow half scores, because Nick fucked it up way early on. So, I guess first up, like always, I don't know why we, we do anything else first, but uh, we have gameplay. And so, all right, Octopath Traveler itself is 
heavily inspired by uh, so, like that pinnacle of 16-bit RPGs on the Super Nintendo. So, like, uh, the developers are saying, like, it's supposed to be the spiritual successor to uh, Final Fantasy VI. Um, it's it's mostly the same team that worked on uh, Bravely Default and Bravely Second. Um, so it is a turn-based JRPG. Um, there are random encounters. Uh, you don't have like a typical world map. You've got a you select. You can select points to fast travel, but you kind of go um, screen to screen as far as exploration goes. Um, the battle system is where most of the fun in the game is for me, because you again you have random battles, but uh, each enemy has a. Uh, I don't know why I said yes. Like I'm fucking Fran Drescher or something. I don't know what the fuck that was. But um, at the bottom of the the character portrait or character sprite or model or whatever you want to call it in this game, they have a bunch of blue blocks and a shield number in blue. Okay? And they are, for lack of a better word, susceptible or weak to certain types of elemental damage or weapon damage. Uh, attack types and there are a bunch like you have uh, fire, ice, lightning, wind dark, light, magic types and then weapons you've got basically everything dagger, spear, bow uh, sword axe you know so um, and they're weak against a certain number of those so some enemies will have two weaknesses some will have five um, so on and so forth and you, if you use something with that particular weakness against the enemy that little number in the shield goes down and when that gets to zero you perform what is called a break and the enemy loses the remainder of this turn and their next turn so if you can break something on the first uh, in the first action of a turn then of course you get the remain it doesn't get to act that turn and the following turn which is pretty cool um, and a lot of the gameplay and combat really revolves around that break system and one other system that is your bonus point system so um, each turn characters gain what they call a bonus point and you can charge up to is it five or six oh, you can get up six you get six but you can only use four at a time okay yeah so you can charge up to a max of um, six and but you can only max out at four but what that does is you can either attack multiple times with a basic attack. So at, you know, you add one bonus point, you attack twice, two bonus points, three times, so on and so forth. So you get to max. Or you level up your spells and abilities. So um, some abilities, it makes them more likely to hit. Others, it does more damage. Um, and others, it increases their duration so like if it's a um, negative effect or a positive uh, status effect it increases the duration of those effects or like analyze because you have uh, your mage character Cyrus has an analyze ability and if you level that up you reveal more of the enemy's weaknesses so you basically burn these bonus points to increase the potency of any of your given things so the strategy comes down to you try and uh, use those bonus points as you get them to burn through an enemy faster or you try and pile them up to get to your 
um, bigger, better, upgraded attacks or save them until the enemy's broke and takes more damage um, to, you know, try and finish them off quicker, which tended to be my strategy was tend to break them and, you know, pull up to at least four, um, spend anything past four to kind of try and break the enemy. And then once they were broken, uh, rain down full destruction on them. Typically with Cyrus. Cyrus is my go-to player um, as far as damage goes. Uh, and that was, that's, I mean, uh, also you have these divine skills that you, you get that uh, requires the max amount of bonus points in order to even use the skill at all. So that's also a consideration. Some of them are incredibly powerful. Others are less useful. Um... As far as character progression goes, you have a uh, it's it's a job class system. So each character has their primary job, which is inherent to their character as in general. And you throughout the game, you discover these shrines with secondary classes. So um, you first discover secondary classes that are basically the the that are the the classes that everyone else has. So. Uh, you find a scholar and a merchant and a priest or a cleric and a warrior and the things that your characters are already doing but now you get to add those onto your other characters but here's the catch so um, they can be changed out and you only get access to the abilities of the secondary class while it is equipped okay but the more you learn, you unlock these secondary skills, these support skills that are passive that you don't lose when you de-equip the, uh, the secondary class. For example, Cyrus, my scholar, my black mage, whatever, it does all the, the my magic damage, just most of my damage in general. Um, the dancer has a secondary ability that require, it has him recover has them recover SP at the end of every turn, so I level up Dancer until I get to the recover SP at the end of every turn. And then Merchant has one that re halves the SP required of all the abilities. So, level up Merchant, get that, and I can have both those abilities equipped at the same time on a Black Mage, basically giving him infinite SP, which is MP or mana or whatever, um, For which I did for like the first good portion of the game. But that's where um, a lot of your character custom customization comes in. You do have uh, a lot of... Um, you do not a lot, but there are a few secret... What they call secret classes or skills, or they're advanced secondary classes that um, are much more powerful, have much more to offer as far as um, stats and abilities and cool stuff like that that you unlock later in the game. Now... Uh, also, when you're moving around your exploration phase of the game, and that include that's basically town, when you're in your towns, each of your um, characters has a secondary or interactability. Now, most of them have like a like a light side and dark side. The only different, uh, I think, the only one that isn't isn't like that is. Um, Nope, they all have a, a light side and dark side. So the, everybody has one, a version of it that does not hurt your reputation. Everybody Then there's another character that has one that does. For instance, you have um, Alfian and Cyrus have the ability to get information out of people. Now, Alfian uh, is, doesn't 
hurt you negatively if you fail, but you can't even attempt it unless you're a high enough level. Is that correct? I didn't use Alfin a lot. Yeah, basically, uh, you have to be a certain level to even do it, and it automatically does it. Whereas, yes. um, if it's Alfin, not Alfin, but uh, Cyrus. Cyrus, you have to, it's like a chance, and the percentage goes up as you level up. Yes, and if you fail, it hurts your reputation with the town. Um, then there's the merchant thief, where the thief can steal items from a person, but if you fail, you, of course, hurt your reputation, and uh, the merchant just buys them off of the person. Um, sometimes at a discount, sometimes at not. And then there's the follow slash guide, and then there's challenge slash provoke. And is it it's provoke that hurts your reputation if you fail? Or is it challenge? I don't know. I didn't um, use that uh, one as much. Challenge is the one that if you fail, you... So the old brick one. Okay. So, so I had the... Uh, yeah. So, um... That's that's and and those are all really cool as well. They 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 sort of you have to and that's how Wait, I had a, I had it backwards. Sorry, I had it backwards. <laughs> okay, so so provoke is the one that doesn't that hurts your reputation if you fail. Because I remember I was remember uh, I got mad because I was like level sixty and you had to be level sixty five or something to fight this guy and I was like really yeah. Uh, and then there's the guide slash allure where guy you know that's where you get a follower essentially an npc follower that does some basic attack for you um so uh that's i think that covers all the primary core elements of gameplay did i miss anything there cujo uh the only other thing that i could think of is like the thief the only person that can open like those purple treasure boxes are the is the thief that's which is really annoying because you have to have in your group basically the whole the whole game. Yeah, that that's the only reason I used him at all, um, because he's the only character where his like his core ability is based off of speed. So, um, like, there's no real secondary class that do- gives him a whole lot because the only one that gives him a ton of speed is uh, dancer, but it doesn't give you a lot of. Uh, utility in terms of like multi-enemy attacks and then like the hunter like it just he was never really a super strong character for me so i based... he's more he's more for me a buff debuffer and i had yes. him as a the hunter as his secondary i made him the merchant uh secondary specifically so he could just grant bp that's most of what okay. he did with his life was granting bp um, or um, stealing SP, sharing SP. He was basically just a battery for my other three characters um, when he had to be in my party. So he was in my party for most of my like leveling up in dungeon running stuff. The rest of the time, I swapped him out for Ophelia. That way I'd have a, a secondary caster unit. Um, Who was your main party? My main party. So when I... And I would consider my main party is like my heavy hitters, the people I'd go to when I couldn't, I was struggling on a boss, that would be um, Cyrus, um, Ulbrich, Tressa, and Ophelia. But typically you could replace Ophelia with um, Therion, the thief, for for a good portion of just having to go around and make sure I got all the purple chests. Basically when I knew I was, I didn't really need anything left out of purple chests, he, it went back to Ophelia because her with secondary um, scholar, she becomes a pretty 
good all around. Like I can break a bunch of units or I can heal um, support type character. Mine was pretty much the same. Uh, I just had Therion instead of uh, the Merchant. Um, I use Ophelia with uh, the Dancer subclass so that way she can have the light and dark magic. Yes, um, that's that's pretty good, but I think I kept, until I got the secondaries, um, so I got the secondary abilities I needed on Cyrus, but then after that I could always swap out his Cleric or Dancer to have a light or dark spell depending on what was going on in the dungeon at the time. Um, yeah, and, and Tressa's better is actually really good. Um, you can secondary her with, like, Warrior, and, uh, she becomes an excellent like sort of secondary tank um almost cuz she gets she she has a decent physical attack like um she was always pretty good i i managed to get more physical damage out of her on the regular than i did hanit mostly because i felt like hanit's abilities like uh um kind of just like they i they either missed or they were kind of lack i don't know like i didn't care for the character in general like i never yeah the whole the whole monster capturing thing it wasn't wasn't they they usually sucked like they didn't really do enough damage for me yeah like i just didn't get a whole lot out of her and and i found uh trusta to be pretty pretty baller um especially once a secondary to um warrior with her so um yeah no i that's that's basically how that works um what are some things that worked for you on the gameplay side of things kujo I just love that you couldn't just push um, A a whole bunch of times to get through battles. You you had to actually pay attention. Well, for the most part, um, until you got those se- those good secondary classes where you can just kind of spam the moves. But um, even like on those bot like those bosses and everything, you have to time everything. And you have to make sure you don't misstep, or else you can uh, you can kind of get wiped pretty. Easy. I definitely enjoyed the challenge of of that for the most part yes it is Unless it is you... a very strategic game for sure like it adds a level of strategy to just the average everyday battle that uh, a lot of jrpgs are missing because you get to a point like just jrpgs in general like your your random encounter is always just devolves into like the fastest uh like mash button to get through every one of them and you really can't do that here even like uh i had my uh, Ulbrich, his his defense was the highest you can get, nine ninety nine, and you and you still could, you know, the the mobs will still hit you with enough damage where it doesn't matter. You yeah. have to pay attention. Yeah, I got some lucky um, steals early on, and like a bunch of other stuff. So I had like Ulbrich's HP like was over four thousand before yeah. like level forty. He was like thirty two or something like that, and had over <laughs> four thousand health. Like he was stupid. And he would still, there was still possibility of him dying. Like, uh, I got to, I went to fight one of the du- secondary, the optional dungeon bosses early. Oh, like, yeah, those like, guys are. Like, beasts. I fought Leviathan about probably five levels too early, and I knew I had to just go away and come back when he just hit Ulbrich like eight times in a row and he was dead before Ulbrich even took his first move. I was like, ah, I'm out, I'm out, I gotta come back. <laughs> gotta yeah, you, come you think, back. you think. Yeah, because you think like, oh, I got this game under, under control, and then you go try to get those uh, those four extra secondary classes, and you have to do a certain order, or else those guys just wipe you. Oh yeah, no, they're they are um, tough. 
Yeah, no, the, and that's something to be said as far as difficulty of the game. Like, it's not... I wouldn't say it's punishing. The game's not... I wouldn't say it's punishing, but it is challenging. And the second... And the bosses just in general, even some of the story bosses, if you don't over-level the story chapters, are incredibly challenging. Um, you have to be on your toes. You have to be paying attention. You have to use almost all of your toolkit in any given time or you just won't come out of that um and that's something i really appreciate like it, it, you have to have a discernible strategy and really be paying attention to are they used getting ready to use a special move how close are they to breaking they get these frontline defender units that you have to take out before you can even start to break on them like in the ones that don't it's like do you focus on the boss and try and break the boss or you try and take out these secondary units because a lot of times they don't have the same weaknesses so it's it's oh yeah it's um you really got to pay attention to what you're doing. And I appreciate the fuck out of that, man. Like that was, I think that was the, was great. Yeah. And it feels good when you get that strategy just right. And you, it's like, I don't know. It's like, um, hitting a, a free, like a three pointer or something. So good. Just, uh, you, I timed that perfect. And I got that guy broken and I used my, uh, BP skill and just wiped him out. Like, when you get that just right, it's awesome. So, yeah, and and I pre- and I appreciate the uh, like the the final like I'll talk more about this uh, later, but like how that last the very last boss you have to use everything in your toolbox like every single thing to beat mm-hmm. that guy. Yes. Um, but I feel like they they misstepped in having that as an optional thing. I think. Yeah. Well, considering its difficulty, I don't know. Like, I don't know who would actually beat the game proper, like, if that was a requirement to get the credits. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm saying, like, how all the story elements tie together, but most people won't see that. Yeah. I think that's where they they misstepped. That's true, and we'll talk about that in story. Um, But, uh... That was super, like, that was super, like, it felt so good to beat that guy today. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) After... after that boss rush at the end, and then you fight that guy, it's like the Kefka version, you know? Mm-hmm. Kefka. So. Yeah, no, um. Now. I didn't, uh. So, I, I liked the customizability of the secondary jobs. I liked being able to sort of swap them in and out, learn your thing. Uh, I liked. Because to me, it, that occurred for me just about the time the combat was getting kind of, all right, yeah, it's getting kind of samey, and then I find my first shrine, and I'm like, oh, so this is what the secondary job thing is about, and then I was back in it. Um, yeah. I like that each of the characters has an ability they can use outside of combat. I do not know if I like so much the light side, dark side, like there's only really four interact abilities like i get it mechanic wise like you can't program eight different ways to interact with people in a town you know but uh it um it just some of them felt way more powerful than others because ultimately uh, if you do hurt your standing with a town it's not it's kind of like a slap on the wrist because you just go to the tavern and pay him to fix it and by the time you get to that point, money's not an issue anymore because you yeah. basically kill everything that's good. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it basically makes characters like 
uh, Theron, like, you can't get rid of them because you need them at a reasonable level so that you can get steal all the best shit in town. Uh, and you need them to open the purple chests. Now, I would say scrutinize is almost required as well if you want to get a lot of the better stuff. But Cyrus is a fucking beast. So I don't know any party comp that does that wouldn't use Cyrus. So that's not. I don't think that's the same level as as Therion is. Right. Yeah. So. But I I, I, I did enjoy that. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying. Go ahead. I just enjoy that um, they had that in there so you explore the whole town. You're not just running through the town trying to get to the um, plot point. So it made it more... It opened it up a little bit more so I can explore. And I want to find out about every little person in town, you know? And then sometimes you get a bonus for doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like it, that. I definitely like that. It's like I can't even visit the weapon shop until I scrutinize every fucker in this town to make sure that <laughs> there's not extra weapons to be unlocked. Can't sleep at the right. end until I scrutinize everybody so I get the discount. Uh, it's just stuff like that. Um, that is both a uh, a boon and a detractor in some ways. Because it, the mechanics are cool, right? But ultimately, you know, I spent almost 80 hours in this game. You were over 80 <laughs> hours. Like, yeah. it's not a short game. So your money's worth for sure so what happens is you have basically this routine this regiment of the same thing you're going to do when you enter every town and you enter every dungeon and it does not translate to 80 hours it would translate to say 30 hours or even 40 hours but it does not translate to 80 hours because by hour 60 hour 50 you're like another town i don't fucking want to go in there because (laughs) that's three dozen people that i have to scrutinize and steal from you know like and that's that's a good 30 minutes of work especially if i go in it's like oh the theft percentage is 10 percent fuck like, but I really want this item, so I'm going to sit here for 30 minutes having them fuss at me until I have to go pay the tavern keep to come back and do it until I get the fucking thing, you know? Or, or save scum it. Or save scum it if that's that's your shit. That's your slick. Um, stick. This. So, I, and that's still just time. Like, at that point, the, the paying the guy for it really wasn't it didn't hurt me so it was it was more yeah there's like a couple there's a couple towns where there's like a three percent awesome sword or axe or shield or something and that's safe scum because most of those times like if it was three percent it was awesome i just bought it like i rarely saw anything that was outside of my realm of being able to buy with the merchant so i just bought them i forgot about buying things that for a little while so and, and a lot of the time what happened, especially since Tressa was a decent level, I'd buy it. It would say, like, buy price, like, 170000 money or whatever. And I'd buy it, and she'd be like, ah, oh, I got an 8000 or 80000 discount or something stupid. Like, I was like, okay, works for me, you know, uh, just, to, just to avoid the time. So they're, yeah. they're 
super cool, super interesting mechanics, right? Like, I really enjoy them as a thing, but they do not stand the test of a super long, drawn-out game. And unfortunately, that's what this becomes. It becomes long and drawn-out. Um, a little bloated, yeah. Which, which is unfortunate because each of the core mechanics, gameplay mechanics, I think are solid. And I think are actually really fun, but they don't translate to the length of game this is. And the other problem is the story doesn't keep you uh, inv- interested long enough at parts. And even even throwing the story out. So even if the story was interesting, I still think having every time you go to a town, having to spend thirty minutes to an hour scrutinizing, stealing everything in town, would still kind of get worn out after a certain amount of time like even if the story was compelling um that just the core mechanics don't translate to a um it should have had a certain point like you get a you could get an accessory or something that makes it instant or something or just you know i don't know how you fix it really i don't i don't know if i have a solution for it other because it's not it's one of those situations where it's something that's something as a player we have to do but it's something that we're going to do. Like, I think most people are going to do it uh, simply because it's there to do and that gives them... There's enough reward there to keep you doing it. You know what I'm saying? We'll say yes. So... I said um, yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, trying to think. Is there anything else that you don't like uh, gameplay-wise? Yeah, there's a couple things. Which you got? Um, not like having to change my party at the bar. Um, okay. That was annoying. Well, would um, you rather do it? At, well, there's no real save points. Oh, there is save. Well, you I can mean, do it at save point. That'd be nice. Yeah, save points. Why not? Like at the very last dungeon, they had those little posts you could do. So why don't they have those everywhere in the game? Okay. That would be fine. Um, the whole party XP thing that was annoying. Because, you know, after, like, the second chapter, you kind of get your main group going, and you only, like, switch out the one character you need to, is what I did. You do get uh, an accessory that does it for you, but I, you don't find that until kind of late. Like, if they'd move that closer, that'd be better. Um, the other thing is uh, some of the uh, overworld map, um, where there's treasures, it's kind of annoying trying to find them sometimes, because it's, like, it's hard to tell where to go. Because the, the map, the way the maps is like layered, you know, but you can't tell where the access point is sometimes. Yeah, it's. And he's got. Um, he, he's got to hold over a whole bunch, so it's kind of annoying. Yep. Um, money kind of gets kind of worthless after a couple chapters. So I mean, I guess that's. Yeah, I mean, were you doing all the extra stuff as you went, or did you come back and do all the extra stuff after you did the chapters? I, I did it as I went. Okay, so I did. I did. I was sort of fifty-fifty. Some of the stuff I did as I went, some of it I didn't, and it. Um, but I had Tressa in my main party, and every time you change screens, oh, yeah, she picks yeah. up money. So it became really worthless to me, for sure. But I could see if you didn't have Tressa and you weren't doing secondary stuff, that you wouldn't have hardly any money at all. Like it's the money's there. You just got to go look for it. 
Um, the only other thing was random encounters. I don't bother me too much, but you know, after a while, it just gets annoying, I guess. But that's that's about it. That would be better if the secondary skill that reduces encounter rate could be stacked. Like, because yeah. a lot of the stuff like that, these these secondary abilities that you know you get more gold at the end of a battle or stuff like that, they won't let you stack it. But they should let you stack just the reduces encounter rate. That way. I can make a choice to take away some of these secondary abilities to say I don't want to run into as much shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, because yeah, or, or yeah, you put out, you equip that ability, and if you use the run, it kind of like basically gets it back to normal. Mm-hmm. So. And because uh, I mean, without even having one of those, the encounter rate in some of those dungeons is intense. Um, so it's 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 for real. Um, as far as things that I didn't care for, um, I think you covered most of the things that I didn't care for. I was I was mostly okay. I feel like uh, there's a bloat of abilities. Like there's a lot of abilities you'll never use, and I don't feel like there was as many useful abilities as there could have been otherwise. Um, but in general. Uh, I had fun, man. I had a lot of fun with this one. So, uh, what are you going to rate gameplay? Uh, I'm going to rate a 4.5. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, I'm right up there. I think it's an awesome... Plays awesome for a, for a JRPG. Um, there's a little bloat as far as uh, length, but it's simply because there's so much extra stuff to do, and that's not something you have to do. Like You don't have to do all the extra stuff. But there is a lot of it out there. There's optional, there's all these secondary quests, there's optional dungeons that aren't even part of side quests that you just go in and find treasures and bosses and shit in. So, baller, man. Alright, so, um, our first musical break, and we come back and we'll talk about story, is yours, Kuja. What did you pick and why? I picked the Ulbrich boss battle. Um... Ulbrich was my favorite ga- my favorite character, so um, and Osbell is pretty uh, pretty good. All right, so we're gonna listen to that. Here we go. Make sure I don't have an ad first because that was fucking bullshit. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right. I'm gonna let the the tracks for this this little episode run a little longer than we normally do, uh, because yeah, because they're great. That was yeah, that was fucking great. <laughs> uh, so next up is story. Now I normally let Nick uh, take it away. I don't know if you're level you're uh, you're prepared to be Nick level and take it away with the plot of this one. If you want to, you can. Uh, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, I have stuff written down, but I'm not. I'm not the. I can't remember as well as he can on those details. Oh, me either. That's why I make him do it. Um. So <laughs> here's the deal. Uh, and I'm not going to go into depth with what happens for everybody here because the story is basically broken into eight separate stories. Um, you have eight characters in general. Each of them has their individual story, their motives, and there's four. There's only four chapters for each of them, so it's not like they're overly complex stories. They're pretty linear, um, basic, short kind of stories. Um, not all of them are created equal, but they're all certainly... Um, unique you know in their own way if not a little tropey um some of them are pretty overly tropey so how about we do this which which one was your favorite and why um my favorite was Ulbrich, but okay that's that's just because that's my kind of character archetype that i like to play as you know mm-hmm. but I, I like the whole um revenge well at first i thought it was just gonna be the straight up whole revenge thing where you know you're like the knight of this uh, of this country, and uh, your best friend turns on the country and kills the king, and then so I thought it was just going to be basically you going after him, but uh, I think in the third chapter you, you face him and you you kind of uh, make up and he real and you find out there is someone else behind the scenes pulling the strings and you go after him. Uh, then he he has taken over another town, and you kind of liberate this town for your final chapter and kind of. You learn why um, everything in this game has a thread that goes back to this like final last uh, optional boss, but you don't you don't really find that out unless you do that. So, but and I don't think it's that important. Like I don't think them tying it together in an optional boss, like even if it had been part of the main story, I don't know if it fixes anything. You get what I'm saying? Like I think oh, yeah. having a little bow over there that really determined players can go find is cool but i don't think making it part of the core story fixes anything it's like the lipstick on a pig type thing you're saying yeah yeah basically what was your least favorite story and why um uh, tressa's was just kind of boring to me i know you said you kind of liked it but i just i just couldn't get into it it was just oh i'm going on a journey doing the journey thing because i got this book because it tells me to, I want to but explore pirates, Cujo, but pirates. It's a reformed pirate. Yeah, but he's but, cool. I like the character. I like what's but, his yeah, name? The Leon, Leon, or whatever. His I, name is. Honestly, if that was your character, that would have been great. But you oh know, yeah, you no, know, that's he, much better, much better pitch than Tra- than Tressa. Like just this cheeky little girl wants to go out, set on her and be a merchant. How about a reformed pirate that wants to be a merchant? That's much better. But it's like you have the you have the character right there. Use yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I like Tressa because uh, she's not my favorite. Uh, no, she's not my favorite story, no. But um, I liked it because she's kind of 
I think she's kind of cheeky and fun. Like, out of all the other stories, her it, hers is like the one that was kind of lighthearted, but it wasn't too so. It wasn't too terribly in your face. This is supposed to be comedy relief kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it. I felt like they were a, a it was a good break from from uh, from serious platitude to serious platitude to to you know out out selling shine you know shined up rocks you know what i'm saying like it was it was cool it was fine oh yeah i'm gonna do oh the, 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 you talking about the terry one no no i'm talking about like her um her having to s- sh- uh sell the little uh sun rocks or whatever in the cliff town oh oh okay i thought you're saying how the going after the stones was kind of like oh this is it yeah that's my that's my least favorite one is Therion because it is so well it's kind of like a three-way tie between Therion Ophelia and Primrose like I couldn't get into any of them like now Primrose Alfin oh Alfin's even worse I don't even consider Alfin because I that's why (laughs) I didn't say it because he was so such just a non-character to me like he was so uninteresting What 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 was his story? I don't really remember. Like there, he, he just wants to, to be people. a doctor. I think I don't really know. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, and I like. And the worst part is, he has an awesome theme. He has this cool, like, jazzy, mellow theme that I love. But I can't listen to it because I go, "Oh, that's right. I didn't care about a thing you did." And he suffers from a few things because mechanically, I think his character is kind of cool. Where you get all yeah. these ingredients and you get to make these big, like, uh, party and enemy-wide things happen with all these ingredients, right? Like, I think his character mechanically is cool. He's a he's a, he's a cool character, but his character in general is he's not. He does too many little bits of what some of the other characters do. Like, so he does it. He he's got the I know the answer to a lot of things, but not as much as Cyrus does. So he's not as smart as Cyrus, and he's not as brooding or is is uh, stoically silent as like Therion is. Like he's like almost on a lot of these characteristics that the other people are, but not all the way. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of yeah. falls in this nebulous, like, who who are you, dude? And his second chapter is so fucking far away. Like, it takes forever before you get over to Gold Shore, to, before you even get... I had done so much stuff. Like, I think yeah, I had done... It. I think I had done so many... Cha- I think I'd done a couple chapter threes before I even made it over to Gold Shore. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a guy. I forgot all about this dude. What are we doing again? Like, wasn't his thing like getting snake poison? What the fuck? So yeah, Alvin's that's, that's the worst. The main problem with this game is that nothing. They don't interact with each other. Really. No, and uh, I guess my favorite was Cyrus. Like the the whole tomb of necromancy and like I don't know like. I just like Cyrus's character, and I thought he was fun. Yeah, I like how he doesn't know he's, like, attractive to ladies. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's the best. He doesn't realize how rude... Like, so the fact that scrutinize is, like, offend... Like, gets you negative, like, town rep, is only because he doesn't realize when he's being offensive. 
Like yeah. he just doesn't realize when he's getting up into somebody's business. He's just he's just asking questions, man. <laughs> so uh, that's Cyrus is cool. I like his story, but the, you're right. The problem is everything is so segmented. And you can do it in any order. So I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring this sense of openness and sort of open-endedness to a typically JR to a typical JRPG. And I I think it does some things right, but it falls flat otherwise because each each uh, main character story is only four chapters long. So there's only so much you can do, and like. I've played a lot of RPGs, right? And I've played you know, like uh, optional quests that are more involved than the main quests in this game. So when you have eight main quests, which half of them feel like glorified side quests, that makes even the side quests feel... It just everything feels like, what, what am I doing? I'm just doing a bunch of chores, essentially. That's a- that's a major. That's the major disappointment about this game is that it looks so like everything that you saw like in the previews and in the uh, even the demo like you got a taste of it. You felt like everything was gonna come together after like a couple chapters or something like that, and it never it never does. And yeah. that's and it's because they wanted you to be able to complete like so they wanted you to complete all of Ulbricht's stuff without ever having to recruit Ophelia. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's what they want you to be able to do. In practice, that doesn't make any sense, so I don't know why they want you to be able to do that. So... I feel like this game was more, like, geared toward the um, handheld gamer. Yeah. So, like, if you're playing this on a train or on a bus somewhere, you can do a chapter, put it back in your bag, go to work, go, and then on your way home you can play, mm-hmm. um, and you're not gonna you're not gonna lose anything because the story's not that deep. I think... And it's you get and you kind of get this last when you go into a new chapter, you basically get a last time on card that's like so and so left from so and so or such and such happened and now they're here to do this thing. Like you you get a previously on every time you enter a new chapter. So I get that. That makes sense that they're they're bite they're kind of bite sized men for handouts, but you could you could I don't think people that are disappointed in the story in this game would have needed a whole lot for it to turn around. So let's say, yeah. like, like what if every character had the final two chapters were were just intermixed with one more character? Just one more. Maybe even two. Yeah. Like, you don't need all eight characters to be involved in all parts of the story. But let's say Ulbrich, Ophelia, and Alfin's story tied together. And then... Uh, Primrose tied together with Therion and in meaningful ways. Now there is a character that you can that you talk to um, in Sirius's in Cyrus's camp- campaign that knows knowed, uh, that knew Primrose's father, but you don't find that out until after you've beat like the final chapters and you're doing side quest shit. Um, well, so the, the main the main thread is that Graham guy. Yeah. So, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think everything needed to tie together. I think well, the, if the only most, a few storylines tied together, everybody would have been much happier. Another thing they could have done is not like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to go in alone, but I have my three other team members with me. Like, that that annoyed me. Or, oh, I'm in a hole by myself, I'm going to die, but I have my, but you have your other three people with you. Like, 
that kind of stuff really took takes you out of their immersion for me especially especially for character so it, it really really happened to me in every one of primrose's chapters right because all like primrose in particular like it's supposed to be the shocking thing that she can kill people right like she has the ability she's got the skill to kill people primrose is fucking worthless okay like she (laughs) she buffed up people and occasionally did some dark magic all right like she had enough elemental attack so if a secondary scholar her she could do a little bit but it wasn't enough to be exciting all right like she's not crushing it and She'd be at the end of a thing, and she'd just be standing there, like, wanting to be this brooding badass in a bikini, like, holding a dagger, like, oh, I killed them. And it's like, no, bitch, you didn't do anything. Cyrus killed them, okay? Cyrus and Ulbrich Ulbrich killed them, them, okay? You didn't do shit with your pussy little dagger, okay? Like, no. No, no, no. You you buffed them up so they could hit harder. (laughs) And it's like, and the worst part is... So they think they're all right. So the um, the roadside banter or travel banter thing, where oh after God. a scene you get a little additional um, chatting that between the That was so the tacked on. It's fine. I can live with it. Okay, I can really live with it. But my like again, Primrose, like her character in the in her actual chapters versus how she talks to her her like traveling companions is like night and day it's like she talks to everyone in her main chapters like they're just they don't matter they're inconsequential she's the she's the crow she's basically the fucking crow okay yeah. like she's just going around broody 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 my boobs are out right like that's her shtick and she talks to, like, Ulbrich, where he's like, that's a lovely family motto. I think that's a wonderful thing. And she's like, you know, with you by my side, I feel like I can do anything. Like, fuck, what was that? What was yeah. that? That sounds like or, something or, Tressa would say. What was that? My, the one that took me out the most was Tarion. I was like, I don't need anybody. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a loner. Like, but you have seven other people with you. That is like, helping that you make with this sense. shit. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. in the, in the, oh, so, like, my favorite uh, roadside travel banter thing was when they had to explain to Tressa what a brothel was. Like, I thought that was hilarious. But you didn't probably get that because uh, you didn't have Tressa in your main party. Yeah, I didn't. But, I don't even remember. I don't remember what the most of them are. It's just like kind of like a... yeah, they're a lot. They're throwaway, and that's fine. That's why I'm fine with them. But the problem, my problem was like Primrose. She's not. What do you? What? How can you act this way? Like it's not consistent. Not consistent. I don't. I don't know if like those uh, travel banters are supposed to be like after her story's over. No, like they're to... supposed to. They are relevant to the the cutscene you just saw. Like a lot of times, they talk about the cutscene that just happened. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm, th- Absol- I'm thinking about the one where there's three or four of them together. Absolutely. Um. So I mean, it's. Yeah, and, and unfor- it's unfortunate, really, because uh, not only are they segmented. Not only underwhelming, but in some cases the dialogue is just boring. Like, so boring. Like, in in so much of a chapter is just dialogue. Like, you talk, 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 talk. You go use your second 
interactability around town. You come back, you talk, 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 talk. You might go, you might maybe go do your secondary ability in town somewhere else. But then you come back and talk, 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 then you go to a dungeon. Like, that's every chapter. Doop, get the mic. Cut and dry. That's every fucking chapter. The most interesting thing, uh, story-wise, in this game, like, you have to search it out. You have to read all the books. You Like, this whole Graham, how he became Red Eye, and all that stuff, you don't find that out unless you go to the very last dungeon. Like, that's the book, and then they give you a whole bunch of info dumps. I'm like, why couldn't you put this throughout the whole game? Like, that would make it more interesting, where you can see how these things tie together a little bit. Absolutely. Like, um, unfortunately, that's that's where it's at, man. Like, uh, it is what it is. Um, I just feel like they dropped the ball. They had a this great game, and the story kind of was, like, very well, they, underwhelming. They stuck too hard to their guns as far as they wanted a certain thing, and they made no concessions right. um, for Why the Why did story. it have to be Octo... Like like you're saying, like um, everyone's abilities. There's four basic abilities in town. Why couldn't it, why did it have to be Octopath Traveler? Why couldn't it be four different people? And you combine two of those stories together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean they could have they could have narrowed it down. I don't mind that there's eight characters, and I don't really mind that there's a bunch of different and sort of separated stories. I and again, I think they really would have won if. Instead of trying to tie everything together through this Graham character in a secondary dungeon, what if, you know, like, there's three overarching stories going on, and, you know, three characters tie up over here, and three tie up over here, and then the other two tie up over here? Like, I think I think they would have won with that. Instead of eight, eight whole separate stories is, is where where they where they fell apart. Like, I think if, if at least everyone tied with one or two more characters going into Chapter 4, they would have they would have won. They would have won. And the chapters didn't... I don't think the chapters needed to be that short. I really didn't, because so much of them are dialogue. You could have done more than just run around town and go to a dungeon with every chapter. I don't... I didn't... I, you know? I think they could have yeah. accomplished more story in each of those chapters and still had it bite-sized for this quote-unquote handheld um, idea they had or plan they had. Well, I mean, this game sold a bunch of copies, so hopefully this is something they can improve on. But I don't know. Like, I don't. I haven't really read many other reviews. Have you? Like, have have other people kind of expressed the same issues? I, you know, normally I go about and I check out a bunch of reviews um, before I do one, but I didn't really, um, because I didn't know I was going to be able to play it. And then thankfully c sent me a copy, because I was hyped for it, but I wanted to avoid a bunch of stuff about it until I got to play it. And then when I was playing it, I was playing it, I didn't really see the need to go check out a bunch of other reviews for it. So I know a lot of people like the game, and I think its biggest shortcoming for most people is its story, so... Um, and that seems fairly consistent. I think there are plenty of people that didn't care for a lot of the gameplay as much as we did, but I think those people that really love it, really love it. So uh, I think it's pretty divisive in that way. But let's we've been on story long enough here. Let's We can go ahead and score this. I'm going to give it like a 2. I think I'm giving it a 2 for story. Where are you at? 
Yeah, I was teetering between two and two and a half. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with two. I think two is fair. Like it's not the worst, but it's also pretty lackluster. Um, Basic. So. Um, we are going to take our second musical break. When we come back, we'll talk about visuals and music. Uh, my choice this time, and I picked Cyrus's theme. It's very orchestral. It's very grand ballroom-esque. Um, I love it so much. Uh, I love so many tracks in this in this game that I'm not actually going to play the main theme. So oh uh, we're gonna go wow. with we're gonna go with uh, Cyrus's theme. Nope, not add comment. Let's click it. Let's make sure we don't have an ad because that would be traveling. Nope, doesn't look like it. So that's Cyrus's theme. It's, oh man, when they hit when the strings come in on that one, man, I love it so much. It's so good. So yeah. good. Um, so, uh, visuals. So they they call this style 2D HD. So it's it's 2D sprites moving around in a high def uh, 3D environment, and for the most part, I think the game looks beautiful okay i think it looks gorgeous i think the character sprites look great i think the monsters look great the animations and when you break a thing it's all so cool however traversing this uh this environment sometimes in dungeons and particularly in forests is bullshit because you end up behind so many things and not being able to see what your character is doing, it kind of sucks that way. Um, and the weird, they do this weird thing where they put this dark ring around the outside of the screen to make what's right there in the center seem brighter. Okay, and I guess I get like you're going for an effect there because that, along with like the shining um, particle effects kind of in the front and background kind of create this ethereal um, almost majestic kind of look to it but 
it kind of obscures it ends up obscuring a lot of things to the periphery that you could be using to navigate said dungeons or find different things and you can turn it off but if you turn it off the center of the screen is now so bright that you have to then go into the darkness and turn it all the way back so that you can have one flat like a flat uh, color profile or kind of brightness across the screen it's it's really weird but I think the game looks great where are you at on visuals looks amazing um, I had it I played it on a 60 inch TV set so it didn't like stretch out everything and made it look all weird so they did a really good job of uh, making everything look good and character portraits are really uh, really nice looking yeah, the whole, like, you can't tell where you're going sometimes, and the depth, and trying to find that purple chest is frustrating sometimes. Like, I can see it, but I don't know how to get to it. And it's like, you gotta push back behind this area over here to go behind this wall that you couldn't, you, you would otherwise, it would just be a wall, you know? Yep. That That's annoying, so. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful game. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, it's gorgeous. Uh yeah no I mean everything looks great I don't have any other than the camera and its point of view I have nothing negative to say really about how the game looks I mean again the the out the darker outside ring of the screen is weird but uh, I think that's about all I got so I'm gonna give it a full boss, the boss battles uh oh yeah like, no that last special... one oh it looks so cool <laughs> oh it's yeah. like face tentacle vine monster oh it's so cool like i don't know man if you like it's almost cthulian cthulhu-esque like monster from beyond i don't know man it's rad yeah if you if you ever played uh final fantasy 6 the whole like last kefka fight where you fight like a lower half and then the top half yeah that is that is exactly what that last boss fight is and it is. It takes all your strategy and all your. I mean, I, you have to pretty much grind to level sixty for everyone, which sucks. But uh, that last fight was was. It, it sucked and it was fun at the same time because if you die, you guys are all over again, mm-hmm. and I. Di- and that's about a two-hour uh, battle there because you have to do the ba- like a Mega Man boss rush, all the like final chapter bosses. Which aren't too bad at one chart too bad at that point, but um, uh, it's, last still not a, it's still not a not just a like cruise through it type scenario. Right, you got to break them still, and you can't like like you said, you can't just mash A. So, um, but yeah, that last boss battle, like you you beat the like you beat that first part, and then you get to the second part, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this, and then he has this move where. He takes away all your BP and he gives you one hit point and you're fucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you gotta break him. You gotta break him before that and yeah, but uh, but it looked it looks amazing. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna yeah, give it. A, give it I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four. Give the four. Right. Only a four and a half. Four point five for me. Four point five. Yeah, I mean, sure. That's that old, that the thing you're talking about, I don't even know what you're talking about on that. <laughs> that, that kind of stuff does. Uh, well, it's something I noticed. Like, it is what it is. All right. So music. Now, I don't know really where to go with this, other than to say this is. It has to be 
now it is in my top five favorite OSTs of all time. Like this, the soundtrack to this game will forever be in my my mix of video game music. All right, like I love so many tracks in this in this thing. There, are, I think there's one track that I I told Kujo about. It's like it put me to sleep, but it wasn't the track that put me to sleep. Is it because it's this nice, beautiful. Um, melancholy song in a such a boring dialogue scene like it's set it's it's the equivalent of like your grandmother putting on like an old classical record and then telling you like telling you some bedtime story right like it 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 just fucking i was done every time this in the recliners like done so uh i love this fucking soundtrack man where are you at I'm right there with you. Like, I'm not usually big on music, but after uh, I uh, played Dragon Quest and I just went back to this to kind of finish up that last uh, final boss, man, it's night and day how much. So good. Just li- like you can just walk around, listen to the. Every town has a different theme, and every character has like three themes. I mean, there's just there's just so much in there, and like trying to pick a song for this uh, podcast was super hard. So, yeah, I mean, good ones. And the worst part is, like, the or the best part, or however you say it, like, the composer for this thing, Yasunori Nishiki, is, like, an unknown dude. Like, he hasn't done really anything prior to this. And he comes to the fucking table with this? Yeah. Like, if that dude doesn't have a job the rest of his life, I don't know what the fuck... Like, I mean, unless he's a one-trick pony, and, like, this was his opus, this is all he had... And he spin it, but I hope to God this dude just keeps on cranking because it's just there's there's such a variety in the tracks as we'll get to on your next track. You'll see how like we went from like a relatively peaceful track, which was my last one, to this next one, and it's just there's so much variety. Like I said, uh, Alfin's theme is like this weird jazz, and you have like these I, I can't tell if it's like a like a, uh, it's got some sort of horn instrument in it that's just so smooth and sexy. Like I don't know, man. Like I fucking love this fucking OST, man. Like it is, it is top five for me, for sure. Like, Did you notice um, some of the boss battles, like the final boss battles, like had like a little bit of the character's theme in it? Oh yeah, no, they they do that a lot. So they character, so it's kind of. Like uh, like the Star Wars theme, where each of the characters have a have a theme, and it gets woven through the Star Wars theme. Um, this does something very similar, where the characters have a theme, and they they have a theme, and they have like a motif, and they have all these little parts that they mix in with different things, like their boss battles. Like so, each each boss battle this is like a boss battle one, two, and three, and four have like different tracks but then they what they the composer did is they take the motif or the theme um from that character for their story or what have you it might not be the character's theme it might be their um like trusses is like for treasure or something like that like they have these 
identifiable tracks that relate to their story as well as the person that they then that he then weaves into part be part of the the battle track so the underlying battle track is the same but it's changed based on it's so fucking in depth man it's nuts <laughs> it is it's, good. it's yeah. nuts man it is so cool i love it to death i got nothing bad to say about it. it if i could give it a six i'd give it a six but i can't so i'm giving it a five i'm giving it a five as well it is amazing it is so good um next track is yours what is it why did you pick it um this last track is the the final boss theme like the very ultimate boss we were just talking about um it's it gets you hype so it's pretty good yeah it is it is driving it is intense is the best word to describe this track here so we're gonna listen to it real quick Kept, I would have let that just. I was I was lost in the moment there. I was just keep letting that go. Oh man, uh, just gonna get all kinds of copyright hits when this bitch hits YouTube. All right. Um, but the thing is, I bet you if you listen to it closely, you can find everyone's like theme in there somewhere. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's super complex. It's so good. It's so good. Now I just want to listen to their fucking OST all night. All right. So um, next up is overall experience. For this is. This for me is an expectations versus reality thing. And first up, shout outs to my man C Tan on this one. He hooked a brother up and I had so much fun with this one. Alright. Story sucks. Alright. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna fucking put it out there, but it it, it got announced. I played the demo. I was hyped from the demo. I I had my expectations in check though, because it's fucking square. So what are you gonna do, right? It's like it could it could go either way. But then when I start seeing all these videos about it hit YouTube, it's popping up. People are taking pictures of their fucking switches all over uh, Twitter. It's like everybody's playing Octopath Traveler, and I'm not just hearing like 
the worst, right? So it's like, oh, I gotta fucking play this game, and obviously I wasn't gonna be able to afford it. So, um, dude, man, send it to me. See, Tan sent it to me, and it took me a little while to get to, but once I got to it, I was I was glad at that point I was done with uh, the game I was currently playing for the show because it would have sidelined me hard. So it fell into a good point, and I played the fuck out of it. Now it's got its, it's got its shortcomings, but to me, to me, this game is important for just for us as fans of this type of game, of this uh, era that it's trying to emulate, because it shows Square that people want this old school shit on a mainstream console not just on like the 3ds and our phones and shit like because to date it's sold over a million copies worldwide like it was back ordered all over the place in japan they couldn't keep up with physical demand in japan like i i hope it to me it gives me hope that they'll look at the games that this drew inspiration from and decide to draw inspiration from those games again and maybe do better next time if you didn't like octopath if it wasn't for you maybe the next time they draw inspiration from this old school stuff it will be it it it, i think it encourages them to everything doesn't have to be what is the next innovation it's like how do we perfect the thing we've already done okay does this perfect it fuck no um it falls it falls flat in the one place that you want a JRPG to succeed, and that is story. And that is the most unfortunate thing, right? When you play a JRPG or just any RPG in general, you play it under the expectation that you're going to have some sort of narrative that is fulfilling or it's um, satisfying and in some way. And this falls flat in that department, and I think that's where a lot of people aren't finishing Octopath. Like, I'm seeing a lot of Let's Plays and a lot of um, people playing it, but I'm not seeing a lot of finished reviews of it. I'm seeing a lot of first impressions, that sort of thing. And I think it's because that that through pull isn't there. Now, did I have fun? Yes. For the first 50 hours. Maybe even 45 or 40. Then it got kind of grindy. The, the, the trying to finish most of the things really set in and it got monotonous towards the end it is bloated so overall experience for me it's fun I think it's important but it's a tad too long and a tad too basic to be aiming to be an 80 hour RPG so I'm going to give it this one's hard Cujo I'm thinking like a 3.5 thinking 3.5 3.5 that's what I'm giving it where you at Cujo how do you feel overall what's your shtick hit me with your your review okay Uh, first of all I just want to say what's up train what's up (laughs) choo choo motherfuckers um but uh I'm right there with you. Uh, I was super hyped for this game. This game, when I, I remember seeing the previews, I, I saw the preview, and I 
pre-ordered it right away. Like I was like, I gotta have this game. This game, like, like you're saying, it's like the they want it as like the spiritual successor to Final Fantasy VI. That's my favorite all-time game. So I'm like, all right, this game's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Got it. Uh, the they had like a four-hour um, demo you could get. Played that four hours, and I was like, oh man, I can't wait for this game. I'm so like. Oh, I so I wanted to play it. I wanted it to be so good, you know. And then, like you said, you get, uh, you get about halfway through the game, and it gets super like, oh, this is all it is, and that's kind of it was a letdown. Um, whew, that train is going tonight. He's excessive. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it. I wish Seed Hand would have uh, kept playing because I I think he got he he didn't even get past like the first chapters I don't think, um, but the gameplay and the music and the visuals are so good, and yeah like you said it gives me hope that um, there's gonna there there obvious there has to be more games like this coming now, and someone's gonna do it right, so that's that's at least that's my uh, my look at it like someone's gonna do this right and it's gonna be amazing. So that is good for you know RPG players everywhere. So, um, but yeah, I was disappointed after the story, and it, it was hard to finish up. And I didn't even finish the final boss like uh, till today, because I mean I finished this game like two months ago. And when you asked me to do this um, review, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go back to it, and I grinded it up. And uh, glad that you asked me to do this because I finished all the way through, and it's not. It's got a lot of weight lifted off my shoulders. So, um, that being said, I'm going to give it a three because it was great, but it, my expectations were so like you get me so hyped that it kind of fell flat. I mean, that makes sense. I'm with you. So three from Cujo, and I'm glad that C10 didn't keep with it because then I wouldn't be able to play with it. Still, a send it to you eventually. Uh, maybe, probably. Um, let's see. Next up is Nick's favorite category: replayability. Now, this I'm gonna ask you because we kind of got in a discussion on uh, I'm Hearts King, review. Kingdom Hearts review. Do you think yeah, replayability con like? Do you think extra cons content uh, constitutes replayability? Like in game, I think it... in game content. That was more on Nick's side. That's why I probably only gives it a one all the time. Like, what I think replayability is like: would I start from the beginning and play through the game again? Okay, because to me, it's when you finish a game, is there a reason to pick it up again? Like, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, if you're defining it that way, then yes. Okay, because that's the way I'm going to define it. We just go be different. It's fine. Well, if you're defining it that way, I'd say it's a three because there's some, there's definitely a lot of extra stuff to do um, after the game's over that you can only do after the game's over. So I love the whole post game kind of stuff. So if you're saying post game is replayability, then yes, it's it's replayability slash post game is what I'm going to call it now, just so we're clear. And how oh, much? What are you giving it? That's the case. I'm going to give it like a. Oh, 3.5 yeah because that last boss was so oh, that was so fun I'm going to give it a 3.5 as well it's a game that if you just play through the main chapters beat then there's so much it's like an iceberg 
at that point really there's so much more beneath the surface that you haven't even touched but if you're already bored by the time you beat all those chapters you're really not going in for more it's hard it's hard hard. like the motivation was doing this you know what i mean so i can see how a lot of people like you're saying they don't finish it all the way through because what's what's motivating them to do it well, there's a pl- plenty of other games that I mean, every every week there's another game coming out. Oh, so. so many and so many good ones too. Like this year's been insane. 2018 has been stupid. So, the past couple years, the past couple years have been great for video games. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, sure, I'll say that. I'll give you that one. All right, so next musical break is my last musical break. I'm choosing Tress's theme. It's uh. I don't think it's near it's it's not whimsical like the character is. It's um I don't know, it's kinda got this this folky mellow no, I wouldn't even say mellow vibe to it. It's very um I mean I guess it's like the character in the way that it's very uh oh man. Optimistic. It's very folky if- uh <laughs> Even maybe I would even say a little naive if you can get naive across in uh, music form. So um, let's listen to that for a little bit. I like it. I dig it. I think it's one of the underrated tracks in this game. So here we go. I could do a top 10 favorite Octopath Traveler tracks. Let's be clear. Do the whole Octopath music episode. Oh, sure. Alright, I gotta turn that off. I was having another moment. I was gonna get lost in it again. <laughs> you were getting into that shit. <laughs> I, I, man, I love it, man. It's just so good. Oh, it's definitely man. like one of those like hometown like themey songs. It's like, yeah, that's like your starting home like song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, the, whatever that wind instrument they got in there. That's a do 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 Like, oh man, it's so good, it's so good. Yeah, kind of gives me like a lunar feel, you know? Oh yeah, just it's. Yeah, just it doesn't feel very because she comes from like a port city, so it doesn't feel very like uh, seaside port city. It feels kind of like a 
like just a little town on the plains kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like it a lot. So that's basically our uh, extra episode here on Octopath Traveler. Uh, me and Nick, you can join us next episode as we talk Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts, Oboe. Uh, super excited about that one. Uh, if anybody's out there has listened to the most recent episode of uh, Is It Worth It? You would know that's not true. Um, but yeah, go listen to Blaine and James over at the Is It Worth It podcast. Uh, they're doing cool stuff over there. I was recently on the last half of the most recent episode because me and Blaine talked about Shadowgate and a bunch of other shit. Um, that was real fun. So I ain't got a whole lot to add here. Uh, do you got anything to add specifically you want to talk about before I, I do the whole you can check us out thing? Uh, the one thing I wanted to mention um, is that they just put it on to pre-order. Uh, uh, that a cold steel for PlayStation 4. Oh, this fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, it's coming out in January. If you love JRPGs, uh, you definitely should look into it. It is an awesome game. And the only reason I'm backing it so much is because I want the third and fourth game. And if this does well, I'm pretty sure we're gonna, I'm pretty sure we're going to get the third and fourth game already. But uh, uh, this will help it. So All right. please check that game out. <laughs> Look, I will try my best <laughs> to have it done. See if we can do it after we finish Kingdom Hearts 3. I will try. But at that point, we probably got to dig into something a little older. But we'll see what we can do for you, Cujo. I know you're struggling, man. I know you're over there, and it's really burning your butt. Maybe maybe you you get Nick to play it in the interim because he's got all this time to play video games. Then maybe you and Nick do an extra extra episode on it how's that sound you just gotta whisper in his well, bought, ear dirty nothing i bought i bought him the uh i think i got bought him the first sky game I th- you and, sent it to uh, me on steam too okay i got you both that yeah yeah no so eventually you you're gonna want to play that game but uh i think cold steel is like a good good uh gateway to that game because to go back to those old mechanics is really tough story uh to me it's like the best rpg story so We'll see what we can do for you, Cujo. You've been there for us, man, so we'll see what we can do for you. I don't make any promises, though. Like, well, we're we're tits deep in games that people want us to play, okay? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I just want, It's just one of those things. I want to hear your guys' opinion, because I know I, I have different opinions than you. I just want to hear your take on everything, so. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Um, So, if that's all, he's, that's all the trails talk that he wants to get out, uh, I got I got it out of my system. <laughs> got it out of the system. I knew he he was over there twitching. He was over there twitching. I <laughs> uh, couldn't handle it. He had to do it. He had to do it. All right. So you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. We are at therpgshow on Facebook as well. Send us an email to podcast at therpgshow.com. Not anybody does that anymore, but you can do it anyway. We're on Twitch at therpgshow, YouTube at therpgshow, and um, Discord. Going over to the website. On the website, there's a link to Discord. We're getting new people all the time. And it's great. It's where you can hear all the trails talk that you want to hear. 
and make fun of Nick. That's where most people drop in to make fun of Nick. You think they're a troll. Then it turns around they have actual conversations with you. It's a really weird kind of thing going on there. But shout out to you, Riffmaster. Um, and, and I'll throw you a Forrest Gump wave. Yes, he will throw you a Forrest Gump wave. It happens every time. But come check us out on Discord. It's actually cool than our people we got talking on a regular basis. It's just, it's not Blaine and Minth at 4 o'clock in the morning anymore. Um, I don't know when Tan sleeps. It seems like he answers anybody's anything at any time of the day. Uh, he's like a nap guy. Like he doesn't actually take an, uh, uh, a godforsaken fucking rest anytime. The man's an animal. Uh, so I don't know what the deal with that is, but hey, what you gonna do, right? Oh, it's going to work a lot. Uh, yeah, well, that's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, I think that's everything, buddy. Yeah. Where and can where can people you're... bother you? If people want to bother you directly with your trails talk, where do they find you at? The best place is gonna be Discord. Um, and I don't really get on facebook or twitter or any of the other stuff so yeah i'm on uh i'm on the discord i'm on the discord every day kuju um we will if, you, if you're new we'll put you in the deadpool but uh hopefully you last we have a, we've had a, a few more people last lately so yeah it's no. uh it's oh we're wide open. We love talking video games. So. Oh, yeah. No, I love when people come in with new questions because we get the same questions. For, we can't ask each other the same questions all day. You know, we only circle jerk for so long. Sometimes it needs to be a square jerk, triangle jerk, or a pyramid jerk. I'll let you figure that out. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Yes. I can't turn.